we're going to, uh, uh, I'm just going to remind you, last Sunday, Pastor Martin uh, talked about the power of agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was things that he said that even though we might have differences, that there are things that we should agree on. Yes, sir. Jesus is Lord, yes. Savior, and King, and that we have been stored, and that he had restored us back to our original state. No matter what our differences might be, let's agree on that. Okay, so uh, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow in that vein. I'm going to, uh, I'll give you the title of the message right now. Uh, let's read the scripture first, please. Then I'll give you the title of the message for the day. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 13. This is the scripture Pastor Mon letters I went last Sunday. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 13. You can read along with me, please. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, that those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this to each of you, I am of Paul, or uh, I am of Paulus, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Now I'm going to read this same passage from the, from the Passion Translation. With you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree, to live in unity with one another, and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. That's the purpose for division, for division to tear you apart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Praise. Be restored as one united body, living in perfect harmony. Form a consistent choreography amongst yourself. Here we go. Having a common perspective with shared values. We should have a common perspective. Yes, sir. Okay. Now we're going to move on. The title of today's message is A Place of Love. Ambassador Worship Center is a place of love. hope, dominion, and power. The title of today's message is A Place of Love. Our scripture we're going to read is uh, James chapter 2, verse 8. James chapter 2, verse 8, and we're going to read from the Amplified, Amplified Bible. Are you there? Read along with me, please. If, however, you are really fulfilling the royal law according to Scripture, you should love your neighbor as yourself. That is, if you have an unselfish concern for others and do things for their benefit, you are doing well. If you have an unselfish concern for others and do things for their benefit. Now, I want to point out right here, notice the word, I want to bring your attention to the word fulfill. You are fulfilling the royal law. The word fulfill means to, to give effect to. It requires 
a tentative action and prompt obedience. It requires you cannot fulfill something that you're not aware of. And it, and, and, and it, it requires intentional. You have to be intentional. You have to be attentive. It's intentional. It's not haphazard. You just can't read this and then go to another chapter. He said we have to fulfill this. Now, I want, I, I want to emphasize the word fulfill because it's going to mean more to you later on. Fulfill. It means to, to make effective. Okay. Genesis 2, 15 through 17. Genesis 2, 15 through 17. Now, I hope y'all don't mind scripture today because I got scripture. Okay, Genesis 2, 15 through 17. New King James Bible says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And this, this, this verse right here. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge and good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. God in the very beginning, God, the creator of man, in the very beginning, God understands that mankind needs to be governed. Yes, sir. Yes. He, he is the creator. He created mankind. And one of the first things that God gave man was law. Because man needs to be governed. There are a lot of nations right now that are lawless nations. <laughs> they are lawless. And there's chaos. There's murder, rape, crime, rampant, prevailing in those nations because they're not governed. In the kingdom of God, our king has laws. And he didn't put them there for his sake. Y'all didn't hear that. He didn't, he didn't establish the laws for his sake. So why do we ignore them then? We are to love one another. He said that is the royal law. That's the law of royalty. God is king. He has a kingdom. And that's the, that's the environment of our kingdom. That's the culture of the kingdom of God. Love. And that's for royalty. When you, when you have strife and divisions, that's animalistic. That came from fallen man. <laughs> Isaiah 55, 7 through 9 in the New King James Version. Isaiah 55, 7 through 9, New King James. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return, let him return to the Lord. And we, he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not the thoughts of the wicked and the unrighteous. I put that in there. <laughs> I know y'all got lost in you. <laughs> but that's what he said. That's what he really said. 
For my thoughts are not the thoughts of the wicked and the unrighteous. Neither are my ways their ways. Says the Lord. For, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than the ways of the wicked and unrighteous. And my thoughts are higher than the wicked and unrighteous. The, the most important thing a human being in this earth can do is to get born again. He said, let the wicked, the most important thing a human being can do on this planet is to get born again. The next thing, he said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, my ways. The next thing a human being needs to do is to renew their mind. He said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My thoughts are more superior. They are more supreme. They are more heavier. They carry more weight. They are more glorious. They are more superior. Once, once we are transferred into the kingdom of God, mind renewal is essential. A renewed mind elevates you to the realm of superiority. I'll say it again. <laughs> A renewed mind elevates you and I to the realm of superiority. That's what God desires for us to live. In the realm of superiority. Where you are ruler over everything. You are superior to everything. Everything is subject to you. Yes. Now, the reason I brought, up, brought this up about mind renewal, because everything that you learn in, in, in society... What's a lie? See, they, they gave you a, a definition of love too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They, 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 they paint this picture. <laughs> we fell for it. And, and, so, <laughs> and so they gave us this image of what they said love was. And then when, when our lives, when our romantic lives didn't quite line up with that, then we found fault. Yeah. To the point where, where we really get, did a divorce, get a divorce. Because my marriage don't look like that on TV. That's why we have to renew our minds. Because that is not God's definition of love. We have to learn out what he says about it. <laughs> so, let mind renewal, it, it is a process, but in a simply form, it is simply taking God's thoughts, what God thinks about a situation, what God thinks about a circumstance, take God's thoughts and replace it with your thoughts. That's in its simplest form. But it's a process to that though. Okay, so let, 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 let's look at an example of that, a mind renewal. Let's go to John, I believe it is. Hold on. No, Matthew. Matthew how y'all say it? Matthew or Matthew? How y'all say it? <laughs> I'm from Georgia. I, <laughs> okay. Matthew. <laughs> M-A-T. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, chapter 5, verse 43 to 44. New King James. Now, this is an example of mind renewal. Okay. This is Jesus talking. You have heard that it has been said, 
See, they told you this. Mm -hmm. They told you that you should love society and the culture you live in. Told you. You should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He said, but, but, but I say, okay, okay, excuse me. Oh, now I'm, I'm going to remind, <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> I'm going to remind you of something. Remind you of something. Jesus made a statement. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? Mm-hmm. So apparently Jesus expects that when he says something that you do what he said. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that what he expects. Ah, excuse me. That's what he expects. I feel it now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Lord. That's what he expects. He, he expects for, he said, why come you don't do what I say? Well, right here he said, you have heard that it had been said, but I say. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. He said, but I say. So, so this tells me that he expects of me to do what he getting ready to say. <laughs> but I say to you, love your enemies. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. And he didn't say talk about your enemy. He didn't say curse them. He said love your enemy. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's what he said, right? That's what he said. <laughs> For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? See, it's easy to love your people in your little group. <laughs> y'all love each other. Y'all little clique. Y'all love each other. But somebody in the other clique, you don't like them too much because they're not of you. How you know? How you know the ones in your little clique love you? It's easy to love somebody when they're loving you. They're talking nice about you. They're giving you pat on the bikes, tell you how good you are. Yeah! <laughs> but what about when they don't pat you on the back? What about when they talk about you behind the back? What about when, you, when what you think they stabbed you in the back? We're in the kingdom. We're not of the world. And we're not supposed to respond and act like the world. We talk about a place of love. This place is a place of love. Okay. Did you see my renewal in that? Did you see that? He said, you have heard it said, but I say. <laughs> okay. Matthew. Here we go. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew 22. <laughs> However y'all say it. Okay. Matthew 22, 36 through 39. Matthew 22, 36 through 39. In the New King James, it said, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Am I making sense here? Yes. Okay, okay. Teacher, which is, which is the great commandment in the law? Mm-hmm. Now, note he said in the law, right? Okay. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's what I say. And this is the first and greatest commandment. 
and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I want you, uh, this is very, we're going to do illustration right here. But I want to point out, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Watch that, okay? Now, I'm going I'm to read another scripture, then we're going to do illustration. I'm going to read John chapter 17, verse 26, in the Passion Translation. It might not be on the screen. John chapter 17, verse 26, in the Passion Translation. You know, I'm, 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 I'm going to say that. No, that, that's not right. Excuse me. That's not right. It's John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. In the New King James Version, it says, Jesus said, a new commandment, a new commandment I give to you. Now, notice in the, in the first question, he said that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Now, watch this, though. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That's different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciple if you have love one for another. Okay, okay. Brother John, come here, please. Please, sir. Come here, brother, please. Brother Marvin, come here, please. Okay, Brother John, you stand right here, please. Stand right here. Up front. You two guys. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you cut. There you go. Okay, okay. Jesus said, they said, what is the greatest commandment in the law? The law of Moses. Okay. Now, God gave Moses commandment. The Lord the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The Lord your neighbor as you love yourself. This is Moses and the, and the Israelites. Okay. Now, there's one, one, one problem, though. The problem is, if you will, God knew that these people couldn't keep that commandment. Okay, prove it to you. God, that's why, see, they should have died. The reason that, the reason that they, they, they couldn't keep the commandment was because they had a sinful nature. And if you have a sinful nature, the only thing you can do is sin. <laughs> the, uh, First John said that, uh, that, that, that sin is a violation. Sin is violating God's law. That's what sin is. A violation of God's law. Rebellion against God. God knew that these people couldn't keep his commandment because they had a sinful nature. They should have died. Now watch the love of God. But, but instead of killing the man, my God, instead of killing the man, God killed the animal instead of killing the man. God killed animals instead of killing the man. An annual yearly sacrifice for the sins of the people. They couldn't keep the commandment. Okay. Ah! Praise God. Y'all excuse me. This is hyped up here. Come here, brother. Praise God. Praise God. Come here, brother, please. You got to stand behind him. You got to stand behind him just like that. Come over this way, please. Okay. Now, the scripture tells us in the book of uh, Romans and Galatians, it said this right here. It said that love is the fulfilling of the law. Okay. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law. You that word fulfill? I didn't, come to, I didn't come to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill the law. That's what Jesus said. 
Okay, now my question is this right here then. If Jesus came to fulfill the law and love is fulfilling the law, why come these guys couldn't do it? Because they couldn't. That's why. <laughs> because they had a sinful nature. That's why. Right. They had a sinful nature. That's why Jesus had to come. Love is the fulfilling of the law. Now, he said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but I came to fulfill the law. Okay. Now, Jesus, that's why Jesus could not be born out of here. <laughs> Every seed reproduces at, at its own kind. Am I right? That's why Jesus, Jesus could not be born out of here. He'd have been a sinful man. That's why Jesus had to come through this earth through the womb of a woman. Jesus, Jesus' spirit came from God, but his body came from Mary. <laughs> Mary needs a savior too. Ooh. Mary needs a savior too. Now we honor Mary. It's an honorable thing to bring the son of God into the earth. But she needs a savior also. And just like the son of God was in her, he's in you too. <laughs> okay. So now Jesus comes and he fulfills the law by loving. And the reason he could do that is because he didn't have a sinful nature. Now I don't want to leave you with the wrong impression. Was Jesus had an advantage over them? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. I'm going to prove it to you. <laughs> Come here, brother. Is you on mine? Stand right here, please. Damn. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first man, the first man, Adam. Adam, right? My question is this right here. Was Adam created with a sinful nature? No, he, he was not. But did he disobey God? Yes. yes, he did. Even though he didn't have a sinful nature. The scripture, the scripture tells us about Adam and Eve. It says that, that the woman was deceived and the man was not. In the book of Hebrews, it said the woman was deceived and the man was not. Talking about Adam and Eve. Adam knew what he did. He deliberately disobeyed God on purpose. Even though he didn't have a sinful nature. Adam used his free will to disobey God. Jesus used his free will to obey God. He didn't have an advantage. He had to willingly obey Now, Jesus comes along, and he makes a statement. Notice, now, I'm going to say, say this. The, the law of Moses, because Jesus fulfilled the law, because he completed the law, became the law of Jesus. That's why Jesus said a new commandment <laughs> I give unto you. It's his, it's his law now. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Can you, come on. You mean to tell me Jesus want me to love you just like he loved me? That's what he said, am I right? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? It's a commandment. 
He expects for us to love each other just like he loved us. Yes. And, he, and he said, by this, all men know that you are my disciples, yes. that you are my church, yes. that you are my body. By this, all men will know. Not about what you wear around your, on your bumper car, on your stunt, on your <laughs> not about the chain around your neck. No, he said by how you love one another. That's the only evidence. I think, okay, you may be seated, please. That made sense? Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, the point is, Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Though the, the, the guys over here, their love was selfish. It was selfish love. It was conditional and so forth. This love over here is unconditional. There's no, there's no limit to it. There's no bound to it. There's no conditions to it. Totally different. Now, the only way I can love like Jesus did is if I have the nature that he does. <laughs> That's the only way. The only way you can love like Jesus does if you, uh, if you have the same nature that he does. Any man in Christ is a new creature. I give you a new commandment for this. Move, that's good. <laughs> I, I give you a new commandment for this new creature. Mm. You can't put old. <laughs> we have a. When you become born again, you have a new nature inside of you. Uh, John 17, 26. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. John 17, 26. It says, I have revealed to them who you are. This is Jesus praying for us. John 17, 26. I have revealed to them who you are. And I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. Here we go. For your love will now live in them. Even as I live in them. He said, he said your love will now. Now. What, 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 why did he say now? Because the new creation. He said, your Lord, he said, your Lord will now live in them. He didn't, he didn't just say it would be in them. He said live in them. That means that it's active. That, is, that, that, that means that it's full of purpose. It's actually living. It's, it's a living organ. It's moving. Okay. Am I making sense here? Okay. Now, when we could... Uh, Romans, 5, 5, Romans 5 and 5 says this right here. It said that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It didn't say the love for God. It said the love of God. So I, I, you, if you're born again, you have the love of God within you to love others with. But uh, if you are not intentionally aware of that, uh -huh. it could be of no effect to you whatsoever. So 
you can just be a, you can just be the you can just, you can be just you can be saved and be just the mean as a guy on death row. <laughs> That's the truth. And had a love of God in you. Because you're not attentive. That that that's called a, a, a cardinal Christian. That's what that's called. That's called being immature in the spirit. That's what that but I'm just saying what the Bible says. I'm not calling you, but the Bible says you're immature. Because you're a child. It does. Now, we have the love of God in our hearts. But that love has to be developed, though. It has to be developed. And it's a fruit of the spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit. A fruit. It has to be developed. It has to be developed. And that takes uh, awareness. That takes consistent awareness of how you live in your life. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, so, okay, so you rushing out of the house, you know, school going on. Come on, Jimmy! <laughs> bum, bum, bum. See, you don't, think about, you don't think about that kind of stuff. But that kind of behavior actually killing you. It's killing you. We, 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 were, we were created and designed by God as love creatures, love beings. And anything outside of that is abnormal for you. Amen. That's the truth of the matter. When you, when you get in strife and argument and bickering or uh, toxic uh, chemicals are released in your body, toxic. You are toxic. They kill you. That stuff is killing you. That's why you don't need to be stressful, angry. That's why he tell us, to let that stuff go. Yes. It's killing you. Yes. Not your husband or your wife. It's you. <laughs> Lord, change my husband. What about you? Yes. Lord, change my wife. What about you? Yes. You, don't need to be, you don't need to change? <laughs> Come on, really. <laughs> I ain't done yet. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm just messing around. I'm having fun. I'm relaxed. I'm in a better comp- I'm in a better position than I was when I first got up here. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, you mean I mean, come on, come on now, brother, brother Eddie, teaching on love. Really? Hard brother Eddie? Really? You know, they say God has a sense of humor, huh? Okay. <laughs> I guess he does. <laughs> this what he told me to do, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think God wants y'all to understand that he can soften your heart and that we can do this. I'm not, I'm not just standing up here saying this. I, I practice this myself. I'm, I'm being honest with you. 
And you know, at, at the beginning of the year, I made at the beginning of the year, I made a decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice. It. I'm gonna do this at the beginning of the year. And I'm just letting you know right now. The, the scripture said this right here. It said that your flesh cannot and will not submit itself to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. You're going to have to contend with your flesh. Because it ain't going to want to do this. It want revenge. You ain't going to push me around. You ain't going to pump me, whatever all that. But God said, love your enemies. A place of love. Ambassador Worship Center is a place of love. Praise God. <sighs> he said that the, for, the, for your love will now live in them even as I lived in them. Romans 6, 4, Amplified Bible. Romans 6, 4, the Amplified Bible says, we were, we were buried therefore with, am I going too fast? Okay. We were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. We have, the, we have a new nature now. And we have the capacity and the ability to live life differently than what we used to live or how we used to live. You can't, ooh, okay, okay. See, 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 you can't get mad at your neighbor because she didn't bring your sugar back. <laughs> 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 I, I, just, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let her have the sugar. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but anyway, somebody. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> but I didn't think of that. I'm telling you. Let her have the sugar. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. We have, we have a, we have, nah, 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 I want to make sure I say that because see, I, I know that there are religious people, they, they don't really believe that we have the nature of God. I know they don't. I talk to people. They don't believe that you have the nature of God in you. But we're talking to kingdom citizens in here, right? We have the nature of God in us. And because we have the nature of God in us, that means that we have the abilities of God inside of us also. That's what that means. But, now, but, but, but even though all that's true, you can walk around and still be just a natural, normal human being, though. Still, as powerful as you are, crying all the time about your life, And you got the nature of God inside of you. That's, that's, where, that's why it is so important to renew your mind to what the word of God says about you. What, what, what does the word of God say about you? Whatever he says about you, that's how you should see yourself. That's how you should think of yourself. Stop struggling with what the Bible says about you. Well, I'm not a God. Well, he said you was. Either he lying or you lying. I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. He says you are a king. I'm not a king. He said you was a king. 
He told us, he said, you can love just like I did. I can't do that. He said you could. <laughs> he ain't, he's not lying. The problem is you just don't know how. <laughs> That's the problem. It said that, 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 we, that we can live and behave in newness of life. You don't have to get mad at everybody. You ain't got to get angry at somebody. And, and okay, my God. Okay, Lord, please don't know. Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Ah, man. Yeah. We, okay. Hit me, hit me and say it Nice. No, you can't just say that. <laughs> you can't just say that. Uh, as, as people of color, as African-American people, we have to be very careful as citizens of the kingdom of God that we don't allow the world to pull us into that culture that they created. With their way of thinking about our color and so forth. Right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We have to be very careful with that. That's a lot of nonsense going on out there. A lot of nonsense. Just because we black. I'm not black. I'm not arrogant. I'm not black. My body is black. I'm spirit. My body is black. I'm spirit. So why am I caught up in that? That's the vision. It wants to tear us apart, separate us, put you in a category of, of ah! excuse me, put you. What is that? Put you. Put you in a. Put you in a victimized category. Victimized because I am this, then I am this. Because I am this, and I can only do this. Really, we are, we, are not, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Praise God. There is nothing impossible for us. Nothing. We don't, have to, we don't have to live like that. We don't have to live like that. We, actually, we, we, we should be transforming that kind of culture. They don't know any better. You're supposed to know better, though. Jesus, okay. Okay, <laughs> Colossians 3. Man, ooh, boy. 3, uh, Colossians 3, 8 through 14. <sighs> Colossians 3, 8 through 14. But, read, but now, but now, but since you are born again, uh -huh. mm -hmm, but, but now you have been raised to a new life in Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Read yourself completely of all these things. Now, he, this is not a suggestion now. But well, apparently we have seen it that way. How many of y'all read this before? And you closed your Bible. Yes. <laughs> this is not just reading material. <laughs> Excuse me. So y'all didn't think I laughed, did you? I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard I remember one time, I remember one time, I remember one time, this is the, this is the anointing, this is not normal, okay. I remember one time, 
remember one time we saw, when we first came here, we were downtown. And uh, it, it was before service, and I was walking around, and, we, and it was a group of people. We were just standing there talking. I was just, we, we were just having fun. True story. And the, and the lady told me, she said, I didn't know you laugh. <laughs> I mean, what am I, Marcus? I'm human, ain't I? <laughs> she did, but I understand what she was saying, though. I didn't laugh that much back then. I didn't know who I was. I'm free now, though, praise God. I'm free now. Hey, I'm free now, praise God. Yeah. I didn't know who I was back then. <laughs> That's what that was. I didn't know who I was. I'm free now, though, praise God. Yeah. I ain't stuck on nothing. Praise God. I ain't stuck. That nonsense. That, that, that is so degrading as a, a, a man of God. We conducted himself like that. Don't know who he is. Lost. That was me. Man, I got to hurt. Okay. Oh, uh, I ain't even. Okay. But, but now, read yourself completely all these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander. And now, I, I, I'm going fast, but don't take this lightly. He told you to do this. Yeah, he said, get rid of it. Now, now see, you, 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 man, see, you don't, you, you don't get, mm, see, you don't get rid of something that's valuable to you. That's why he said, get rid of it, because it's not, it's of no value to you. <laughs> but now, read yourself completely all these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and obscene, abuses, filth. Filthy, vulgar language. You mean to tell me Christian people talk like that? Yes. <laughs> Do not lie to one another. Here we go. For you have stripped off the old self, the old nature, mm -hmm, with its evil prejudices, and have put on the new. Mm -hmm, I give you a new commandment. Mm -hmm. You have put on the new spiritual life who is being Continually renewed in true knowledge in the image of him who created the new self. A renew in which there is no distinction between, I got to hurry. Oh, let's go down to, no, I keep reading. Okay. A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, nor between nations, whether barbarian or Scythians, nor in status, whether slave or free. But, but, Christ is all and in all, so believers are equal in Christ without distinction. So if we are equal, why are we trying to have division? He said we are equal. We might not have the same position, but we are equal. So as God's own chosen people, the, uh, the, 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 the Amplified Bible, but the, the classical edition says, handpicked as God's own representatives who are holy. Notice he said who are. Not going to be. <clears throat> Who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well beloved by God himself. Here we go. Now, uh, in verse 10 it said, put on the new spirit, right? Now watch this. Put on a new heart. Put on a new heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure what injustice or unpleasantness comes. With good temper. You what? You kidding me? You mean to tell me I'm supposed to count it out joy? Yes. <laughs> Bearing graciously with one another. 
and willingly forgiving each other. If any has a cause for complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you should forgive. Beyond all the head, put on, okay? I don't know, in this scripture, you, you can see the word put on, put on, put on. That's intentional. Put on. Put on what? Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourself in unselfish love. Unselfish, which is the perfect bond of unity, which is the, let me read that slowly. Love, a place of love. Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourself. That means you're supposed to wear this. Know that he didn't say take it off. <laughs> put on and wrap yourself in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity. For everything is bound together in agreement. When each one seeks the best for others. So if I'm seeking the best, brother, if I'm, if I'm seeking the best for others, if I'm seeking the best for my brother, and my brother is seeking the best for me, who goes in light? Who goes in light? Nobody. But if he's seeking his best, and I'm seeking my best, <laughs> we both like. I'm going to prove it to you. Thank you, sir. I'm going to prove it to you. All right. He said, he said to put on love. Didn't he say that? Yes. Put on love. He said, put on and wear it. So, so tomorrow morning, we're going to find out if you did this or not. Right. On your way to work, you're going <laughs> you to know if you put this on or not. Or, or when you get in the office and, and Susie is in the cubicle next to you and y'all don't like each other. Hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Proverbs 6, 16 and 19. I'm, gonna read, I'm just going to read verse 19. I'm just going to read verse 19. Proverbs 6. I was going to read 16 through 19, but for the sake of time, I'm going to read verse 19. God hates. God hates. This is an abomination to God. He hates a false witness who speaks lies and one who sows discord among the brethren. Yes, yes. It's an abomination to God. <laughs> okay. Uh, 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. Okay. 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. The, the end and culmination of all things is near. Therefore, be sound-minded and self-controlled for the purpose of prayer. Staying balanced and focused on the things of God so that your communication will be clear, reasonable, specific, and pleasing to him. Above all, have fervent, you need to look that word up. That means hot, committed, dedicated, unconditional, Sacrificial. Have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sin. Here we go. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seek the best for others. How many times are we going to say that? It's not about you. 
Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Just as each one of you have received a special gift, a spiritual talent, and a, a spiritual talent and ability graciously given by God. Employed in serving, here we go, one another. Yes. As it's appropriate for good stewards of God, multifaceted grace, faithfully using, faithfully using the diverse David gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. Whoever speaks to the congregation is to do so as one who speaks the oracles, the utterance, the word of God. Whoever serves the congregation is to do so as one who serves by the strength which God's abundantly supplied. So then I don't think God, not man, God, why you do what you do? <laughs> so that God may be glorified. Honor and magnified through Christ Jesus, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. There are, there are five things in, in, in this scripture. Number one, he says to, to be given to prayer. To be given to prayer. Number two, be devoted to loving one another. Be devoted to loving one another. Number three, be compassionate. To the stranger and the foreigner when they come in here. People in the world are coming in here. Jesus said that they would, they, they would know you or how you, that you're my disciples or how you love one another. Use spiritual gifts to serve one another. Give God glory in all things. Use spiritual gifts to serve one another. I'm gonna say something right here. Use spiritual gifts to serve one another. When I love everybody, but we're trying to get this church in order. People are coming in here. We want to be a blessing to the world. When, when, when you're on your way to church in the morning and you, and you come down the hallway at 10, 10, 10, 20, come on, boy. Now I, I understand, I understand people have, you know, circumstances and so forth. But what you are really showing God is, you're not coming here for nobody else. What you are showing God is that you come here for yourself. You ain't thinking about serving nobody else. Do you get up in the morning before you come to church and spend time with God and ask God? Is that somebody in there you want me to minister to? Is that somebody at church that you want me to help? Do you get here, do you get here early and you looking around to see is that? You know, real love can look past a human being's face. That's good. That's good. They can look past the being. They can see the hurt, the pain. They can see the need. Not if you coming in here. <laughs> he said that we're supposed to, every one of us in here have a spiritual gift. He said that we're supposed to use our spiritual gift to serve one another. But yours is lying dormant because you're running late. You can't help nobody. Because I got to get mine. Ooh. Ooh. You should have had yours. <laughs> Y'all okay? Well, the deacon, okay. There you go, okay. <laughs> Okay. 
Our last scripture. James chapter 2, verse 8. I'm going to read the Passion Translation. You're going to see that word fulfill again. James chapter 2, verse 8. Your calling, your calling is to fulfill the royal law of love as given to us in this scripture. Now notice he said, you must love. You must love and value your neighbor as you love and value yourself. For keeping this law is the noble way to live. Keeping this law is the honorable way to live. You must. Jesus, Pastor Martin said that we should agree that Jesus is king. Well, if Jesus is king and I'm a citizen of his kingdom, then as an honorable citizen, the only way I can be an honorable citizen is to obey his laws. So I'm asking you, whatever you whatever your mindset was about love, eradicate that. Find out what he says about it. And start to practice this. Practice what he said do. That's how you develop your love walk. You practice what he told you what to do. That, that, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 30, you should read that. And especially from the Amplified Bible and the Passage, you should read it. It's packed. He gives you instructions on how to walk in this love. Your love has to be developed. It is, it is not a one-time thing. It is an ongoing until you die in the casket process. <laughs> you have to practice this every day of your life. Now, what if, what, think about this. What if, what if just us in this room? Let's just say, no, you know what, I ain't even go there for. Let's just take this section right here. What if, what if this section right here, really? We really did this. What do you think would happen? How you th- what do you think your life would be? What do you think your community would look like? It would be transformation, wouldn't it? And that's why I come in, hey, excuse me, that's why it hasn't. That's country. <laughs> that's why it hasn't changed. Because God is not in there. You take, see, we can take, we, we, can, we can have, see, God is big enough for all of us. God can be in all of us at one time. That is some powerful, that's the church of the Jesus Christ. That's the body of Christ right there. Powerful being. Well, let's let, let do that then. So let's do that so, so when people come in here, we don't, we don't judge them. We don't, we don't, man, look what she got on. Look what you see. <laughs> but we can be a benefit to them. We can see them like God see them. He loves them. He loves them. And he wants them in the kingdom. 